Hey guys, Zach and Eric again. Season two, episode one of the Below Parallel podcast. Wow, season two. <laughs> season two. Um, we're doing seasons, guys. Uh, first season, five episodes. I think that when we do five episodes at a time, it leaves us more time to really concentrate on good subjects. Uh, we want to bring good people, good subjects, and I think that's actually uh, better for you guys. I don't know what you think, Eric, but I think that's that's a good plan. I think it is. I think it keeps <laughs> it fresh. I yep. think it gives you guys a little bit of time to get away from us, even though <laughs> you see us every day. Um, and but we don't, we don't want it to go stale. We want to have good topics for you guys. We don't want to like bombard you with the same thing week to week or just if we get caught in the same kind of mindset week to week, um, I feel like that might be um, not fun. Right. You know, it gets boring. Well, I think too, if you're just pushing out episodes to push out episodes and it's not the content you really want to push out there. Right. It's kind of, you just fill in space. Right. And we don't want that. No. I don't want that. It's boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're going to just um, do what we normally do, talk it up a little bit, back and forth, a little banter. And then we're going to get into some good topics with um, programming. So programming is the, uh, I think, the overall theme today. Right. Why we program. Well, <laughs> you know why we program. We have to program. <laughs> Um, but the reasoning behind what we program, um, how programming for different athletes, different results differ through what we do, um, sports, CrossFit, bodybuilding, and all the all the good stuff. Yeah. So, you know, like, I think people, we laughed when we said we have to program, right? But I think some people don't realize that we, we actually program. do that. <laughs> we walk in and just put a, a workout on the board. But right you know, away. you know what the sad thing is, some some gyms that does happen. I believe that. Yeah, and uh, um, I kind of pride ourselves on um, I don't know, just the way that we go about programming for our gym in general. Just all the different different energy, I'm not energy systems, <laughs> different um, growth engines we have in here. Yeah. Like we have strength conditioning, we have CrossFit, two major different growth engines, um, two entirely different um, things really. And I think we pride ourselves on what we do and how we build programs for those individuals. Um, and I think we, I mean, we try to do a really good job. I think we do a pretty good job. I, yeah, I think it's kind of not self-loathing, but because we program and we're going to say, I think it's awesome, awesome programming <laughs> all around. Right. Um, and that's not from just us thinking it's awesome programming. It's us seeing results from you guys. I know in the strength and conditioning program, especially with the older athletes, college athletes, or even Coach Justin can attest to it. Coach Justin put on about 20 pounds over the summer, and it was and he was stronger, like all around stronger. Um, and he was still moving on the field, like he was faster, felt really good. Knees was knees were better. And then the if I look at my college athletes, football athletes especially, two were coming back from ACL surgeries. Um, Josh was coming back from a shoulder problem, and they're they're doing very well i don't think we've had one i mean knock, knock on, wood, on wood yeah but i haven't heard anything anything negative so far no they're they're staying healthy from what i know of and really no issues we worked around that too with still doing a little like prehab rehab but also getting our strength gains are getting faster and it worked out so yeah and just to kind of little little bit of feedback on what programming entails it's um really it's Every workout, every day has an intention. 
right? There's a progression to everything we have everybody do. Um, I know CrossFit and strength conditioning are two completely different th- things, but they're both a strength conditioning based program. And they're, they're both the same in the sense that it always starts with a bigger picture. <clears throat> so right. when we say that it's not, you just look at the day and it's like, Oh, I want to do this today. And I think they should do that tomorrow. It's, we look at it from in a bigger picture from over a, a year span. And then it breaks down to maybe a couple months then into a couple of weeks, then into a week session. So um, when I'm looking at strength and conditioning, if I know I have an athlete for, say, a full full fall season, right? I'm looking at the, the bigger picture, trying to figure out where they need to peak before, say, if they're a winter sport athlete, um, where they need to peak right before their season, how we're going to get them there throughout the four months ahead of that. Right. So it's it's really look at the bigger picture first. So when we talk about programming, like when we laughed before, it's programming is not a quick and easy, easy thing. You could sit down and spend two hours to an entire day trying to figure out what you want. Um, and I don't think many people realize that. Right. And um, where I'm kind of I'm just going to kind of but, uh, touch base on like general programming for the general person versus the elite person as well. Um, no matter what me, um, my biggest, when I sit down and program, my biggest concern is keeping everybody healthy. Right. Right. Like an injury or anything like that is something that the worst thing that could happen. And I feel with you, you definitely have to look at the demographic of the gym. Right. So what, what's, what's the age range? What do people like? CrossFit's a little different where it's, it's not really like you have to do these movements. It's you come in for an hour and it's, you have one hour a day. And it, you have to put some fun in the workout. Right. Like it can't just be like, oh, I'm suffering through this workout. I have to have fun doing it. Right. Which is a whole different aspect. And that's, that's probably the toughest part too. Right? Yeah. And in a lot of, a lot of CrossFit gyms too. Um, well, we have the strength conditioning background where I really, I mean, I came from like strength training and all that. And um, strength training is, is a huge, well, functional movement strength training is a huge um, factor in whether or not you're just bone structure, muscular structure stays healthy for a long period of time. And that's my biggest goal is just to make sure that everybody is structurally healthy for years. You know, like I hope that people that are here that are 40 that can at 80 years old continue to do these kind of things, you know, and and that's huge for me. And through the sport of CrossFit versus the idea of CrossFit, there's two different things. Right, the the general. So that brings up a good point where it's, you're not, I can, I'm not going to speak for everyone in the gym, but I'm going to say you're not trying to be the absolute strongest, like and break goals all the time. You're really doing this to benefit the, your other goals in life. Like if you want, if you mountain bike ride, like if you like to run, if you like to swim, like do stuff like that outside of the gym, this is to supplement what you're doing outside of the gym. Right. It's not like you're trying to always crush records. Like, Oh, I want to, I want to reach a 500 pound deadlift one day. It's like, I'm doing this stuff to stay healthy so I can do this right. normal stuff in my life. Like right. play with my kids, like something, something simple like that. Right. Like we always say that CrossFit's its own sport. It's its own sport if you're trying to make it your sport, Right. but it's, it can also be its own supplementation for life, you know? So I feel like it's a way for people to stay in shape, to be able to do to be great at life, you right. know, like to be able to, to like, crush life, yeah. yeah, to sit down and stand up for the rest of their life, Absolutely. you know, and that's huge. 
and not have back surgery, not have knee surgery, not have hip surgery um, when they get older. You know, just have that good muscular structure like what I was talking about before. Um, but again, some CrossFit gyms lose sight of that or they just are built around the sport side of, of fitness, of CrossFit, which I believe is um, not great for longevity. So that's why I don't have a lot of, I mean, that's why I have a lot of strength training before our CrossFit workout, the WOD, and then I have a lot of accessory work um, so that people continue to can continue to come here, feel good. I know, and, and the biggest thing is muscle growth is the number one way to stay in shape. Um, like without a good muscle structure, then you're not going to be able to stay fit. You're not going to have healthy joints. You're not going to have healthy bones. Um, lifting heavy weights is proven to actually um, benefit in um, if you have osteoporosis or right. anything like that. Lifting <clears throat> heavier weights and weight-bearing exercise is a lot more beneficial than constant pounding and then obviously long-distance running for long periods of time, you know, so that high-intensity cardio work. Um, and low-bearing weight exercise is actually a little bit more beneficial to the body than than all that other stuff. So. Right, like that's why you notice with long distance runners when they strictly just run, they start running into injuries, hip problems, shin splints, whatever, like whatever it is, knees. Um, feet, ankles. Feet, everything, yeah. right? Because yeah. you have to think without resistance training, you're not training. Like every time you run, it's however much you weigh on a single limb, every single step. Right. If you run even a mile, how, like how many steps do you think that is? A lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's And that's strictly a mile. So for some of you guys who are running 5, 6, 10, 15, like without supplementing it with resistance training and strengthening your bones, your ligaments, your tendons, it's you're asking for an injury. Right. Really. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, it's just kind of like finish off that topic of um, I think just, you know, since we just delved into a lot of CrossFit there, uh, might as well just finish it off. I think – the biggest thing again is injury prevention, making sure people have a great time when they're here and then making sure that there's a progression to it, you know? So like, um, you were talking before about how strength conditioning, you program out from certain events, whether it's their in season, out of season. Um, for me, I kind of do similar things, but our events are like, um, like summertime, right. You know, Christmas time or our events are competitions or the CrossFit open and, and program around those things is what gonna like, it's gonna keep people healthy and happy, um, especially when it's like you know, everybody in the winter time likes to weight train a little bit heavier, heavier weights, right? Like a little more hypertrophy. Here, you can't range. It's not like you can go outside that often. Like you can play in the snow, right? But, but yeah. you know, it's a time to like it's New England. Like it's the time right. to get strong, right? That depressing four thirty darkness, you know? <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, so like then when. That's that's the big thing where we'll around November time, um, we're actually ending a strength cycle right now. Uh, but the new CrossFit Open's kind of thrown a little bit of a wrench in that. But um, so I, I used it as a good deload couple weeks in order to finish off the strength cycle uh, over the next month, and then we're gonna go lighter again and then start building it back up um, in around January February. And when Zach says deload, all that means is you're you're still doing the same movements at a little lesser of an intensity strength wise um, to to kind of take back on your, like give your body a little break for a second and right. you're still moving. You're still getting the same lifts. You're still getting the same movement, but it gives your central nervous system a little break right. from the taxing. And people lifts. don't understand that stress is stress. You know, we, we say it all the time. We say it all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Like stress, stress on the, um, the body, whether it's physical, mental, 
work, like whatever it is, right. that stress is going to continue to just be stress. So your body doesn't know what's going on. Just being able to unload that central nervous system for a little bit is right. nice. You could have 500 pounds in your back. That's stress. You could have just had a breakup. Like stress is stress. Your body is going to respond in the same stressful way to whatever stimulus it is. Right. And the whatever t- intensity it is too. Right. So, um, yeah. And then uh, I think that's pretty much it for like CrossFit programming. Um, the other thing, the other side of it though, is what I wanted to talk about was just skill movements and, and programming certain movements. You say skill or scale? Skill. Yeah. Well, with which comes scale, right. you know? And before we get too far into it, I was going to say the accessory stuff you program should be done. Like, right. It's, it's very easy to walk out of the class. I know, especially if we run right to the, the last minute or you have three minutes left, but the accessory stuff is what's going to. What really sets apart the people who do the accessory movements and don't do the accessory movements, but don't know why they they haven't progressed, because um, it's not just random. It's not random movements just thrown in there. It's stuff to get you better at the things we've been trying to do. Right. If you notice too, at the the start of the week to the end of the week, with those accessory movements, you'll hit pretty much every body part supporting muscle group throughout yeah. the week. In some aspect, if you did all the accessory work, you've done an entire body work worth of accessory work. You and know? accessory work, it's not main lifts usually. It's not. Right. It's accessory. It's supplement. Like it's, it's the smaller movers. So say like your shoulder instead of your your larger lat muscle in your back. Mm. Um, it's it's stuff like that that is going to support your your big lifts um, without you even really knowing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's um, again if you're <laughs> If I, if I see this happen as well and I'm just thinking um, I see this happen as well in my head I'm seeing this happen in my head right now um, certain people that during strength training um, if you're one of the people that come in you record your your weights that you've used over a certain period of time and you see a true progression because you're actually looking back to the weights that you used previously and and adding weight on the bar or going for an extra rep at, the, at a weight that you once previously did for lesser reps um then that's where you see the progression happen, right? So I can program all I want. I can program the best I want or the the best of my ability. Um, but if it's not coming across to the athlete that, hey, like three months ago when we did this four by four back squat and you did 100 pounds and this time you're using 90 pounds, um, the progression might not be there because you didn't record it and you don't really know. Um, then again, like ebbs and flows, ups and downs things change but if you're not constantly looking to progress um then you really won't see the progression right you know so just uh that's just a quick overview of just programming for crossfit um again with the skills work um we just went over this uh some of the stuff skill work uh crossfit is very um what's what's the word for like constantly changing like varied i guess yeah i mean that's in the definition but it's always constantly varied but it's like always like evolving evolving and morphing into something different or or grabbing different movements from different sports and trying to incorporate into the game it is yeah like it used i feel like it used to be a very hardo kind of mindset around crossfit and then it kind of built to like get moving it's more yeah longevity of life but then the sports side though it's like so the longevity longevity of life side is like incorporating all this accessory work and kind of like what we did like i i think we were like we're one of the only gyms in the area that incorporate a lot of this accessory and strength training 
with the, the workout. There's been know? new members come in and be like, I don't know what that is. Like we never did accessory work. It was always just come in for the workout and right. you're, you're done. Right. Out the door. Right. So now like that's on the fitness side and like functional, functional side of things. That's huge. But then on like the, the CrossFit games and sports side, it's like now it's like pistol squats, handstand walks, like gymnastics movements a and skill stuff. a lot of skill stuff where it's, like very highly technical skill stuff where when I have a 70 year old athlete come in lifting weights for the first time and my majority of some of my classes are like 50 plus, you know, um, and I have a heavy gymnastics day or a heavy technical day. Um, obviously everything's scalable, but if I'm constantly trying to teach them these new movements where I could just say like, Hey, we just, we need to be just working on our hinge lunge yep. squat, you press, you know what I mean? Like those are like the basic functional movements there's not a lot of time and a lot of like, I just don't want to spend a lot of time teaching them something that's not functional. You right. know what and I mean? It, and something that they're not really going to use. Right. Except for out of the, out of the sense that it might be in one workout. Right. Which isn't to say it's not cool to have, but how often are you actually going to use that and how beneficial it is, is it to, to try to work on those when we're missing our big functional lifts that's going to help you every day in life without right. you even knowing it. Right. Um, I see. What, I see where you're getting at. Yeah. Though. Like and the, that's why I, I, we kind of pride our, we all pride this gym on the fact that we're a very strong overall gym. Like the fact that, Holy like, shit, yeah, like the, the majority of our members, we have a high like average age here. I mean, it's not high, but higher than like a, it's not 20 years old. You know, right. we don't we don't have like 50, 20 year olds in here. Um, majority is like between 30, 40, up to 50 years old, and I'm seeing some of these people lifting some serious weights. You know, and like, oh, yeah. and that's huge. I, we pride ourselves on that. And a lot of other people come to this gym and say like, wow, your snatch weights here are like way heavier than ours are or our clean weights or our deadlift right. weights. And Or you guys go to other gyms, drop in and it's like, holy shit, their, their RX weight was nothing for me. Right. Kind of thing, which is, it's, that's cool. Right. It is cool. And I hope that like we get that across to you guys where we're like, you know, this is why we take the strength serious. This is why we have so much strength exercise. Um, this is why we go through cycles of uh the cycles and flows of strength training um accessory work why we have so much accessory work uh why we try to get you guys to do the accessory work why sometimes it's complicated accessory work but it's it it's just like it's always new and changing it's because that we're trying to get the longevity out of you where it's not just a sport of crossfit but it's a functional movement uh gym with some great conditioning pieces right you know so that's the crossfit side i'm sure we breezed over it pretty quickly and there's a lot of things but if anybody has any questions about it they can come up and talk to us or or just like direct message us or something and yeah that. i'm sure you can talk to any one of the coaches here right um about any of the the programming stuff even though it's not them programming i'm sure we all have answers or we all have some kind of insight to why why it is what's on the board like right why what's on the board is there so yeah so that's the crossfit side of things mm -hmm. strength conditioning side of things i know we briefly touched on at the beginning um we, t we say this all the time, strength conditioning is not CrossFit. Um, just because strength conditioning, like you said, is supplemental to their sport, right. where CrossFit is supplemental to like your functional moving in life, or it's it's your own sport. Right. So strength conditioning is supplemental to an athlete, yep. athlete so sport. Yeah, strength conditioning can be a tricky one sometimes because of how many sports there are, different age groups. It's not like everyone should be doing the same exact thing with kind of, yes, you can do the same, some of the same movements, but 
there's always different energy systems you want to be hitting, different movements you want to be focusing on. Um, you look at, say, a hockey player compared to a basketball player, right? Hockey player, hockey players, you need to watch for their... Hockey's kind of tough playing-wise because <laughs> you're always hunched over. Right. You're always, like, shoulders forward, and you're and always leaning look, to one side. And look like, where your feet are... are generating power or your legs are generating power like what other sport do you generate power out and back right like you know when, I mean? when you talk about a like a runner right or any sprinting mechanics you're pushing down and back like like directly underneath you and back hockey you're off the side it's more of a lateral like mm. abduction kind of kind of movement and you have to focus on that when you're you're training these athletes yeah. and think about that too it's just awkwardly how awkward of a position it is. Um, I used to always think about that too and how hip flexor driven it is. And, mm -hmm. and I just, you know, it's just a completely different sport. Um, lower back injuries and, and hip flexor in injuries are yep. very prominent in, in hockey. You see yeah, hip flexor, you see shoulder. Um, yep. It's, it's tough. And that you, those are the things you have to really sit down and think about when you program. So when I sit down, I don't, I don't start with just start like putting out lifts. I always start with, say if I'm working with hockey players, what do they need? What are the demands of the sport? Um, how long do I have them for? And how am I going to progress to making them the, the strongest, the fastest, the most conditioned athlete they can be going into their season? Um, and it's it's not a, like that's not an easy task. Like, right. Especially if you don't play the sport, yeah, you can have some understanding of the sport. Um, but you really have to kind of, you have to talk to the people you have around you who have played the sport. You have to talk to your athletes, see what they specifically need. Um, and like I said, it's all supplemental to their sport. So we're trying to prepare them for the demands their sport's going to bring. Uh, like when I look at, say, a basketball player, we're looking at jumping, but really it's not necessarily jumping. It's how you land. Because right. basketball players, you, I'm sure you can jump, right? Playing basketball, I'm right. sure. Maybe you might not be the best jumper. Well, you, you, but you better you be able jump. to jump in some aspect. <laughs> right. But if you're jumping 100 times a game, that's 100 lands on maybe one leg maybe two and you really you'll always notice with basketball players ankles are a problem which lead to knees which lead to hips right um so these are all things you have to think about and really program there'll be a lot more stability stuff i know we had two professional basketball players in here um who two are who actually are going to play play a little bit of ball overseas right now and a lot of it was properly warm you up get through some of your strength because you might not need more size we had a 6'7", 260-pound player in here. Didn't need any more size. He needed to get strong without really gaining size. But he really needed a lot of stability and more athleticism. So, like I said, it's, it's all stuff you have yeah. to, like, you really have to sit down and think about right. and take your time. I've, I've sat there and I've made a four-week-long program, stared at it, crumpled it up and threw it out. Like, yeah. start from scratch. Like, that's, right. not, that's not what it is. Um, people don't people don't realize how much works at going into it in that aspect i don't think like in both ends where where you sit down and you you're thinking individually and as a group how you're going to make something happen right and how how are you going to how are you going to do that with a group right so it's right. if you're working one on one with a client that i feel like that's actually easier cuz it's strictly the demands of that athlete um, when you're working with a group you really have to try to incorporate what everyone needs and give it to everyone in different ways like I know this kid has a shoulder problem, so we're going to work on some PT stuff with our shoulder, but I'm going to do it, with, do it with everyone more as precautionary reasons. Right. But it's really focused because of him. Right. And then this girl has a knee problem, so we're going to do some, some knee rehab, but 
but everyone's going to do it. But they're all doing prehab. Right. They're all doing right. prehab when someone's <laughs> trying to do a little rehab. rehab. Right. So it's one of those things. And when it comes down to it, athletes need most any sport on land. They need explosiveness, speed, and change of direction. So we can work on that. Um, and then when it comes to in-season, in-season is a little different where for the most part, if your kid had been here, they're already conditioned, right? And if they're in-season now, practice, like longevity of practice and just skating, running all day and practice, usually they stay pretty conditioned. Like it's not a super easy thing to lose. Right. So what's the point of having a kid come in here and be conditioned all over again? Right. Exactly. So um, if they, especially if they're in season, and they're going to practice, say it's, say it's a soccer player. They just came from a two hour practice and they were running all practice. I'm not, it doesn't make sense for me to, all right, let's go run repeat eight hundreds and check the time each time. Right. That's actually just making your kids slower, making your athlete less powerful, more fatigued. More fa- and, I was just saying more fatigued and more yeah, prone to injury. Exactly. So uh, there's this old school mindset where people say that to get the best out of my athlete or my son or my daughter is to make them work their ass off every single day and do all more. day and do more. And th- to think that it's just this backwards. It's like, it's like, oh, I want my car to last longer, but I'm going to, so I'm going to drive it more. Right. It's like, what the hell do you like? I want it to perform well forever. So I'm going to drive it into the ground. Uh, it's like, so if your if your son or daughter's playing on a soccer team and they're coming to strength conditioning and if we they showed up and we said, Okay, two mile run, come in here, hit some weights and I wanna do sprint intervals with you at the end, after they just might have played a full hour and a half game. Right. You know what I mean? And they're fatigued. Tomorrow when they step on the field for practice and they go to make a cut and their and their legs are all jello and they they bang up their knees whose fault was that? I think it's everybody's fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if we're not the first, if you and I aren't the first ones to be like, okay, we know what's going on outside of here. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that it doesn't continue in here. Then we've done something wrong. And we hope we're hoping that everybody else on the other side is also thinking right. the same. And that's, that's the thing too. Like just because something looks flashy, your kid comes home out of breath, sweating. That is not always what needs to be done. Right. You know what I mean? Like ask, Really, the, the biggest thing when it comes to picking a coach for, especially like, man, if I brought, if I wasn't in this, in this um, field and I had to bring, say I had a kid and I brought my kid to somewhere, to, somewhere to get better at their sport, I'd be asking a shit ton of questions. Like ask, ask questions. I, I encourage my athletes all the time. Like if you don't know why we're doing something, ask me right. because I guarantee I have an answer for it. And if or I, why haven't we done something? Right. And if yeah. I don't have an answer for it, I'll be the first to be like, Hey, you know what? Let me check I'm not it gonna, out. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you some bullshit answer. I'm gonna take a second. I'm gonna go home, and then I'll, I'll answer it tomorrow. Right. Um, but like I said, it's the the mindset of like, oh yeah, crush my kid, is always is not not a good mindset. It's right. really the minimum effective dose. Like, how can we produce the the best effort out of your child or out of your athlete with getting the most effort? with the least demand um, and really excelling your athlete at his training um, and how that's going to carry over to sport. So like when we talk about in-season training, if we're running your athlete after they just ran for two hours, makes zero sense because the conditioning is going to stay there. They don't really get deconditioned. What happens is they get slow, they get less powerful, and then they get, they get more fatigued over time if you're doing it. And they're essentially overtraining. Right. And that's it's a misconception of because they got slower 
because they got less powerful, it looks like they're tired because they're not moving as fast. They're not kicking the ball as hard. They're not skating as fast, like whatever it might be. It looks like they're deconditioned. Right. Or they're not trying hard enough or they haven't been pushed hard enough. And that's not the case at all. They've been pushed too hard. Exactly. Yeah. And what really happens is power is the fastest thing to go without training. So say if it's, it's terrible to see someone in here for four months, right before their season. And then they go another three months in their season without ever touching a weight, without ever doing some kind of resistance training or working power. Cause you just worked four, four, four long months, right. man of grinding. And then you just did absolutely nothing but your sport in season, which you'll see, you're going to end up seeing within the next five, 10 years is not going to happen. Right. It, it, if it does, it, you're just going to have a and that, that training doesn't mean that they're going in and smashing away. It's like you just right. alluded to. It's like just making sure you're, that you're moving you're moving like an athlete. You're still continuing to move like an athlete in here. And we're preparing your body with weight to stay explosive and prevent injury and all that as well. Right. So really our goal as coaches or strength coaches is if you were here and you already had all the prerequisites of your, say, pre preseason training and you come in in-season training, what we're really trying to do is maintain at least 90% of your your gains, quotation mark, gains, in that preseason training and we're trying to maintain your power we're trying to maintain your speed so what we really do is we go through a little bit of some strength training we make sure we warm up we kind of we will go through some mobility stuff especially like when we talked about hockey the shoulders are a big case of of injury so we'll, we'll prehab the shoulders and then we work on a lot of speed stuff and we try to maintain that that power output that they gained over the summer or over that preseason. Um, so really less is more sometimes depending mm-hmm. on where you're at. Working hard is not to be thrown out the window for sure, but it's it's working harder while working smarter. Like right. be under the supervision of someone who knows what they're like, doing. You can still come in here and move, just move and not worry about having to lift the heaviest load mm-hmm. and still progress and still work hard. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of times where lighter weights under slower, lower tension. I mean, slower, lower um, um, resistance and over time and just slowing the, slowing the reps down and, and eccentric movements and all this stuff. Moving slower with lighter weights is still hard work sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can be busting your ass in here on stability exercises. Like just doing ankle stability for like 15 minutes is just like you know what i mean like that's hard work you're sweating you're sweating yeah. your ass off doing that too Dude, you can do you're it. working hard and you're gonna be sore when you leave you could do strictly plyos and be shot the next day like right you have to you have to have a, a program that is gonna benefit you while still it like it's it shouldn't hinder your training right and that's the same with overtraining like running putting you on a two mile run after you just ran all practice is it's overtraining and it's going to hinder your performance the next day right. like and I'm not saying you can't come in and you can't crush heavy weights, but if it's a, a three by 10 at 90%, you're going to be sore for a week. Like right. you can crush a, a five by two, five by three at 85%, 80, 90% and you'll be fine. Like right. it, it's, it's all about how much have you been training, how well your coach knows you and how they program. Like I guarantee you ask any of my in season kids, and I, I have to talk with them. I'm like, you're still in season. Every single time they pick up a weight and they come in here in season. I'm like, you have practice tomorrow. You know you have practice tomorrow. You should not 
be so sore that you can't produce on the right. field on the on so the I'm saying like like how how do you expect to go out and be the best player on the field when you're exhausted sore and feeling like crap mm-hmm. you know and there's even been days in here where out of season athletes come in and like we talked about stress is stress they come in and I can see it on them I'm like you're asleep you're it happened yesterday I'm like all you guys are asleep we played some knockout just to wake them up a little bit and I was like get this work done stretch out get out of here like go home sleep eat like i don't we've all been through it but like high school is long that's Mm. a that's a long time period and you wake up at six you're there all day sitting around all day sitting around all day you probably had shitty food didn't drink any water didn't drink oh god (laughs) don't don't get you started didn't drink any water and then you cut you try to come train after sitting in a desk for eight hours like it's tough, man. And or like, say if you're in season, you just had practice. You come here, you have to have a conversation with the coach and be honest with the coach about how you're feeling. Like, and the coach has that sh- should be one of the requirements that they ask you. Like, like, right. I, I ask them all the time. If it's not a survey, I ask them face to face. How are you feeling today? How, like, I was school. Blah blah blah. Like, probably more questions than they ever get asked sometimes. Right. And it's it's not just for the benefit of the program it's really you make a connection with the the athlete and you see who they are as a person and how to approach them there's a lot that goes into it that's it's behind the scenes it's people will come in they see the kids lifting and that's it's really it like but there's so much more that i can't even express that goes into it it's hard to explain too and it's hard to explain to an old set an old mindset too right um that old mindset of you know if they're not bench pressing deadlifting squatting every single day then they're then they're not a good athlete i was oh man i almost brought that up i was like if you see if you see a program that's bench squat deadlift three by ten and you're done get out of there like yeah like that is don't no no right like what are you what are you doing like you said before if if you're not jumping hinging explosive in some way or form in a strength conditioning program program what are you really doing how are you how are you gonna how are you getting any better so what Zach just brought up was I saw a tweet from a strength coach and it said, if you're lifting in quotation marks for sport and not sprinting, jumping, change your direction, you're leaving a lot of meat on the bone. Like if you're just lifting to lift, become a bodybuilder. You know what I mean? Like right. I've, I've been through that. That's what we were going to talk about too. Like the yeah. difference between just training for a bodybuilding. Yeah. And I've, I've said that to myself and I was like, damn, if I was, and I knew, I knew better, but I just never did it. Like mm. in college, our strength and conditioning program was still getting built. Like we were waiting for a facility to get built. So there was kind of some, some lag behind uh, my class and the actual facility being built. So it was, I would do my lifts, but it was lifting. Like I wasn't doing the, sh- the shit I should have been doing and right. I could have been so much better. Right. And it's one of those things like, that's why I got into this. Like that's why in some realm, we, we all kind of get into this where it's, I'm trying to give athletes the opportunity to be the best they can be that maybe I didn't have. And it's now it's, I can give you the opportunity, but you have right. to take it and you have to work with it. Like it's like when you hit the old high school locker room or just like actually college locker room where the athlete is in there bench pressing and bicep curling every day, thinking they're getting better at their sport. Like what are you doing to physically better right. as an athlete? How many times are you going to curl on the field? Never. Picking your helmet off, off the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Well, picking up a water bottle. Like right. that's, that's it. Like, how many times are you going to be laying on your back, pushing something off your back, and picking up a water bottle? But that is bench press and bicep curls. Like right, and that's um, 
Christian McCaffrey, his strength and conditioning coach, yep. would rarely bench press in college. And when he went to the combine, I think he did like six reps of 225. It was, I don't think it was. Something yeah, like that. That's exactly, I think it was and, exactly six. And then he. He got so much flack for it. And you know, who, you know who the best rusher in the NFL is right now? Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Not bench pressing. has it can do six reps of 225. You know Greater right now is huge, but. Yeah, but, no, but like, dude, even that, you, you saw him coming into the, the NFL. He was fast. He was explosive. And he had amazing control of his body, like in change direction. And that's, you're a running back. I said this to someone the other day. I was like. You're a running back, and if your game isn't, if you're not Marshawn Lynch and you're just stuffing your fist in someone's face, why do you need it? Like, right. Yes, I understand. Like, there's a time strength and a place. is strength, but it's right. completely different than if your goal right. is to elude players where you're going with your hips, make hard cuts, and be fast. How important is it to bench 225 20 times? You got so much shit for it where it was. Oh, he's he's not gonna make it now. They were thinking about him dropping in the in the but he's, yeah because of it because his bench press is six reps and he is he is was he, is he leading he's a leading rusher right now he yeah. has all purpose more, yards more all purpose has, yards yeah, than anybody else from scrimmage right he has yeah. more yards than um who is it's not Mel it's Melvin Gordon and and someone else combined um, Barkley no I can't remember who it is but there's two running backs like it can't two, be Melvin Gordon Melvin no, Gordon just started not, um, Todd Gurley. Uh, it's it might be a tired girly. Two two pretty well known running backs combined. He has more scrimmage yard like from scrimmage yards to the season. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. And it's, it's the, again it's that old school mindset of just like <laughs> just just crush rates no yeah. matter what it is, bench press, deadlift, squat. Right. And that's gonna be it, make you a better athlete. So you can see right there how passionate the both of us are. Right, um, I could talk about this all day. Right, and actually, you know what's funny is that when we sat down, we were like, we're going to talk about programming. And we're like, okay, and just you and I can just sit here and talk about it. Um, and all of a sudden, it's like, all right, we're very passionate about it. It's going to be as much possible. Let's just continue to talk. And if these microphones weren't here, we'd still probably be talking for oh, another yeah. hour Dude, about I, it. You know? I, I went out last weekend and found myself talking to a random guy who asked <laughs> me about lifting. Talk, like talking his <laughs> ear off. And like I could tell... He was like, all right, yeah, get away from me kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I get it. Like, and I just kept going for no, like for no reason. Like, right. don't know why, but like, it was just, it, it's so dumb. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But you know what? It's, it's good because that means we're in the right field. It means we found a career that we enjoy. Um, if you're going to put that much passion into anything, why not make it a career? Right. And something to think about to all the coaches out there, not, not the athletes or the parents, if you're a coach in this field and you are not constantly questioning yourself about what you're doing is right and how it could be better, man, like you're behind. Right. Um, Cause I'll, I'll pull my hair out sometimes where it's, it's like, damn, am I doing like, is this what they really need kind of thing? And it, it can be, but I'm always trying to evolve and like stay up to date. And I, same with you. I know it's, it's always like, what could I do better? And it, that happens Every day, man. I've never read so much. I've him and him and I send each other more. You know, like when people direct message each other things and tag each other on posts. We we tag each other in more like new ideas behind strength and conditioning, new mm -hmm. ideas behind fitness. What this new strength and conditioning strength and conditioning coach said. What this guy has said over here. Yep. How this person's running their business. How this person's running their facility. Like we send each other more like quotes and 
Instagram updates on strength training than I think anybody. You know what I mean? Like every single thing that I see that's new, it's like whoop, share it over here. Yep. And we read more than like dude, every day reading something new. Dude, I'm even. <laughs> I went through college with textbooks on textbooks on textbooks. I've never read so much in my life. <laughs> yeah, and it's, right. I don't. It's it could be just you're getting older and like more mature and like you like you, this is your career now. Like, right. This is up to you. Like, there's no like, oh, read 30 pages tonight. Like, well, of Psych 101, you know what I mean? It's like right. This is like, this is your, this is your life. Right. Like, like you chose this because you like it, and if right. you like it, you're gonna find an interest in what you're reading. Exactly. And um, yeah, it's very Ooh. true. Um, also, male versus female guys. Uh, we program completely different for females versus males. Um, no, I'm just busting <laughs> balls. Uh, no, there's this, there's this, there's this. Um, old concept out there that males and females uh, need to train differently because their their muscle structure is different and their bone structure is different and their athletic ability is different and their just overall strength ability is different. Um, psych. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is BS. Yeah, no, really it's is. actually proven to be bullshit. And I feel that many female athletes can outwork a lot of male athletes and many I, and vice versa. I had this conversation with Josh Gunter last night that if CrossFit has or were to make the the games just the fittest on earth, then it was kind of like how we do workouts. Like you have set weights or it was by body weight, whatever it was. I think 75% of the time you probably would have a female fittest on earth. Like yeah. the majority of the time, I think it would be a female because pound for pound, I think there's definitely some strong ass females out there and they can, yeah. Like mobility, mobility yeah. wise too, they're unreal. It's just like, and mentally dude, there's a huge, I feel like, especially, I know, I know we coach a lot of high school athletes too. You can push through a lot of stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a different, I mean, having said that, I'm not trying to throw all us guys under the bus or anything. There's guys out there that are just extremely talented in all aspects of weight training and, and um, just mental edge. But, um, some of the females we work with, it's like, wow, where the hell did you get that from? Like, what? I wish that I had your mobility. I wish I had your strength at your age. I wish I had your drive at that age. So there's no difference in training a female athlete versus a male athlete. We treat them exactly the same. They're both athletes. They both need to jump, hinge, squat, run, everything. They need to right. cut. They all need the same exact thing. It's really, you're, you're a human. Like, that's <laughs> right, like... Right. <laughs> Right. Yes, like genet like genetic makeups might be a little different, but like you're still a human. Like right. it's not it's not cats and dogs. Right. Like it's, oh, we're gonna squat today. Men, you can grab a barbell, ladies grab a grab a dumbbell. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. It's like, oh, you suck at squatting, let's grab a dumbbell. I mean, let's grab a goblet squat. Like let's work. Whether on you're that. a male, female, Doesn't cat, matter. dog. <laughs> Twelve, thirty like thirty seven, seventy. Like if you shouldn't have a barbell, you shouldn't have a barbell. It has nothing to do with gender, age. Like if you can't you don't want to load bad patterns. Right. You know what I mean? Like no sense of me giving you a barbell if you can't properly do a, a, a squat. Right. Or like a body weight squat. You know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, uh, yeah, I guess actually I'm going to answer my own question. <laughs> um, skill work. Yep. Too. Um, some of you guys might not know that everybody here as coaches, we, we do a lot of skill work as well. Uh, for a sports specific skill uh, versus just like you know there's running in most sports with like running skill versus um, sports specific skill I mean everybody's got to run in their sports everybody's got to get some power out, output um, but we do a lot of work with with skill work with um, 
running. We do a lot of skill work with football, soccer. We're getting started again, all that. So at our gym, this actually, when this comes out, it's going to be within the next couple of weeks. We're getting started on um, laying down some turf uh, for in-season, out-of-season, during Just the winter, general, yeah. and general Across, skill work. Yeah, everything. Right. Um, so that's going to be cool. It's going to be a new aspect of our um, facility. Yep. And I think that having it is going to be really, really cool. It's going to be awesome because we're going to be able to not only have strength and conditioning here, but also see it applied on a field right in our faces. Oh, so, like, pumped, yeah, it's going to be awesome because, like, we send the athletes out of here and we just hope that they have a good athletic season. Right. We hope it translates to the field. But now we're going to be able to have these athletes come in, hit some weights, hit some cleans, have, generate some power, and then watch them generate the same and exact power their sport. on their field. You know, at like, the same time that they're dropped off, like, instead of working out and getting conditioned for an hour and a half add 15 20 minutes of skill so you don't have to go home and do it yourself like you are it's mandatory like you, you're working on this you're right. working on your fundamental skills of your sport like here it is like that's two for one so gassed up <laughs> i'm dude I, <laughs> I can't express uh, how much i want to start right now <laughs> so yeah this weekend we start the old construction Demo. construction demolition <laughs> yeah uh, so um thanks guys for waiting for uh episode actually episode one of season two um yeah we've got a lot of cool stuff that we're going to continue to talk about um some new guests um just new stuff in general gather some content and we're going to try to get (laughs) we're going to try to get out and talk to you guys and see what you guys have an interest in us talking about too so um again if you guys ever have any questions or have um something that you want us to talk about just reach out yeah uh whether in person or on instagram Either one works. Either one. Cool. Happy Wednesday. (laughs) Happy Wednesday. Later.